G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Just when you thought the idea of gender fluidity was going away after it was hotly denied in the marriage debate, well, there are new developments to be very cautious about and to be aware of. Wendy Francis is the Queensland State Director for the Australian Christian Lobby and she'll be part of what is an upcoming conference in Brisbane called the Church and State Summit. It'll be held in Brisbane in just a week and a half's time and she'll be addressing some issues around education. Wendy Francis joining us. Hello, Wendy. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much for having me, Neil. I appreciate it. Wendy, you'll be addressing the Church and State Summit uh, a week and a half from now, and the sorts of things you'll be discussing are these latest developments uh, in issues to do with education and gender fluidity. What sort of things are you touching on? So this whole concept of, of gender being fluid, many, many psychologists are coming out and saying that this is actually a dangerous, um, a dangerous fad. Actually, many of them are calling it a fad. Um, and it's fueled by a very powerful ideology, and that ide- ideology is all of what we were talking about last year through the whole marriage debate. But what's um, the latest development is really in my home state of Queensland, uh, ch- children are being taught from a resource called the Genderbred Person. It's a high school resource, which I actually find a little bit um, juvenile calling it the Genderbred Person for a start. But the, the concept is that our gender is fluid. You can change your, your gender um, identity even numerous times in a day. And so uh, one of the concerns for me, now is that this very curriculum um, program was banned in New South Wales but is now being rolled out in Queensland. So we just it, it seems as if it just keeps on popping up ahead and we bang it somewhere and it comes up again um, Victoria is probably one of the worst states for gender um, gender fluid teaching, but certainly we didn't expect to see it come up in Queensland. Wendy, interested that you say experts call this gender fluid studies idea a fad. Do you think that mm-hmm. is because there is some expectation in the near future that people will see through this and common sense will prevail? What are your thoughts on the idea of a fad? I don't think we can help but know that that will happen. And in, to some degree, it's already happening now. When you see that there are, um, there are children who have been offered hormonal treatment as they're young, already starting to settle into their actual born um, gender. Uh, so we are seeing children wanting to revert back. And one of the problems is that um, endocrinologists are, are pointing to lifelong irreversible risks that have happened from treating children uh, with this hormonal treatment to change their sex when they're very young. They're saying, and we've got um, clinical psychologists, Rose Cantali was one of them that I can think of off the top of my head, but saying that this is a dangerous fad because there are serious, irreversible, lifelong health risks. 
um, in changing their sex. And so we have people like Michael Cargreg, who is well-known, a leading child psychologist, saying that um, the numbers in hospitals are just going through the roof. So it was a, the quote that we have from Michael Cargreg was back in 2016 when he was saying that um, there was 250 children, some as young as three, being treated by the gender dysphoria unit at Melbourne's Royal Children's Hospital. And at the time, he was saying that a decade ago, so this is 2016, back in 2006, he said that that, that same unit had one child on its books. 2016, 250 children. And that's being repeated right around the nation. Wendy, there is an LGBT agenda and clearly Australians did not believe that these things were real and that they were a threat and that they were tied to the marriage debate late last year. Uh, It is a big battle that is ahead because these things now, as you say, uh, you put it down in one section, uh, common sense prevails, and then all of a sudden it springs up somewhere else. Uh, there is a big battle ahead for the coming year, isn't there? There is a big battle because when we start removing gender from an institution such as marriage and we say that gender doesn't matter, then that is having a flow-on effect right through our education system. And so we have children as young as three being assisted to change their gender here in Australia. We've got young teenage girls having their breasts removed because they want to be more male-like. Now, for me, this is child abuse. When you're a part of the Church and State Summit and a lot of these issues are going to come to the surface, there's going to be wide publicity for the things that are being talked about at that summit. Uh, You're talking education issues. What sort of things do you hope will be relayed and will be communicated to the general public as a result of some of the things you'll deliver? I want to actually combat the myth that it's not happening because every time we say these things are happening, we get told by, and it's particularly from government departments, no, 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 teachers are not teaching that. No, that's not happening in our schools. But we're hearing from parents that it is and we're receiving letters from schools saying that it is. So I want to actually um, combat the myth that it's not happening. And then I want to really, um, I guess, equip and educate parents on what we need to do to actually stop this happening. We can't think that this is just inevitable because our children's well-being, our children's sense of even um, safety and knowing who they are in Christ is going to be affected by this teaching. The most um, devastating part of all this is how incredibly confusing this is for children in through primary school and into high school talking about young children, we're talking about teens, being told that just because they are born a certain way, that doesn't mean that they need to stay that way. And it doesn't take much to understand um, a girl who wants to be out doing boyish things all of a sudden starts questioning whether she's maybe being born in the wrong body. This is diabolical. Wendy, the LGBT activists are renowned for intimidation and the sorts of tactics that make it almost inevitable that schools will introduce their material. Are you aware that that sort of intimidation has been happening throughout schools or uh, with state education departments, as you mentioned, New South Wales having outlawed it, but Queensland's now taken it up? Is this part of the agenda? What I know is happening for a fact is that parents are being ignored and they are trying to get to the bottom of what is actually being taught and they're not being treated well. And what I know for a fact is happening is that um, parents are, are not even being allowed to actually withdraw their children from classes that they have a problem with. 
and and what I know for a fact as well is that this curriculum material is being every single subject and so it's almost becoming impossible for a parent to even ask for their child to be removed and so yes I, I really think that this is an agenda and I think that uh, parents need to be aware and parents need to actually start being part of their PNCs, they need to be start being very active in what what goes on at the school so that they can not only protect their own children, but this is something really important for every child in Australia. And Wendy, is this, do you think, a part of this attack on religious freedom in Australia? Because while we're talking parents, we're talking parents in whether they are religious or not in any school that will be shut down, that will be silenced, that will be kept in the dark and these things introduced to our children whether we like it or not. How do you see that in relation to the overall freedom debate that's going on even today? This is very much part of it because it would seem as if in Victoria um, schools are not uh, even allowed to not roll out this and so uh, even Christian schools, I believe, are starting to feel the pressure of having to actually teach this stuff. We're seeing um, church schools uh, even accept the whole transgender sort of theory. And when we're talking about this, we've got to realise that it is a theory. And But it, it very much falls into part of the, the freedom of speech. It very much falls into part of the freedom of conscience that you and I would have to raise our children in an understanding of God having created male and female and that's who they are. God has created them in that way. And so it, it, it very much impinges on our religious freedom. I'm aware that there was a petition that was presented to the Victorian Parliament late last week. Are there other petitions with regards to issues like safe schools or more generally these gender-fluid studies? Are there other states or territories around the nation that are introducing these sorts of uh, challenges to some of the ways that governments are going? There is none in other states at the moment, but I do know that there are a number of different um, people in different states who are working on strategies for 2018 because we are determined that we are not going to just sit, sit back and let this happen. Um, there, there, is, there are other petitions happening at the moment. I know Queensland has a petition regarding the abortion legislation. So there are a number of different issues that are on. This is one of the problems for people at the moment. We feel like there's just so much to combat. But as far as the gender fluid, there are no other petitions that I know of that are going. But the one in Victoria was just a, a huge petition and, and obviously has really got the government looking at it. And no doubt you're encouraging parents to be active in their local schools to make sure that their voices are heard. They really have to. It, there's never been a more important time um, to be involved in your schools, under the, the whole school PNC, but also the school's uh, knowing what, as parents, what we expect our cho- children to be learning at school. You know, the children, our children don't go to school to learn that their, their gender is fluid. That is not why we send our children to school. Uh, Wendy Francis, uh, significant talking to you about these issues, and you'll be presenting an education perspective on the challenges at the Church and State Summit that's coming up on the 23rd of February. It's on that Friday and that Saturday, and you can register for that summit if you're in southeast Queensland. Churchandstates.com.au is the website. Wendy Francis, the State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby in Queensland, thanks so much for your thoughts and your heartbeat today on this very important topic. 
Thank you always, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.